0: As moms, we often hear ourselves saying things like, remember all the good things that you did, or everyone makes mistakes. And you know, we're trying to reason with them logically because it's true, everyone does make mistakes and there were great things that you did. But for perfectionists that are tying their identity with their behavior, meaning their outcomes, they are in this struggle of not feeling good enough most of the time, because most of the time they're actually not perfect they're actually not winning and achieving and and being perfect and so that's why logic doesn't really help because they don't know how to manage those emotions that are coming up for themselves hey there we're Christina and Brianne and one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created The Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to The Elite Competitor Podcast. Welcome back to The Elite Competitor Podcast. Today, we are talking about perfectionism. Now, perfectionism is something that I see in most female athletes. I honestly have yet to meet a female athlete that doesn't struggle with some aspect of perfectionism. I like to see it as kind of a continuum right, where athletes fall somewhere along that continuum, continuum whether it really significantly impacts the way that they play and perform, or it is something that from time to time it impacts, or maybe just one part of their game. I just see this popping up a lot. And I have a lot of parents who ask questions about how to help their athlete not be so hard on themselves and how to help them see the good and not just the bad. And some of these things are normal. And I mean, perfectionism is a very normal thing that we see in athletes, but sometimes this points to a a deeper Struggle with perfectionism. So we're going to get into it in this episode. And if you have an athlete daughter that does struggle with perfectionism, this isn't going to be especially relevant for you. We're going to uncover what is the kind of the underlying reason why this is popping up, what you can do for your athlete daughter, and how you can help her as she's struggling with thoughts of trying to be perfect. So let's get into it. First of all, what are the signs of perfectionism? So maybe you're noticing some things in your athlete, but you're not sure if this is just something that is coming up because it's just coming up, or maybe it is pointing to perfectionism. So the signs that we see with athletes who struggle with this are setting standards beyond reach and reason. So what I mean by this is, that all athletes likely have goals for themselves. They're all working towards something that they want to achieve. They want to be good in their sport. They want to play their potential. Maybe they want to play in college or beyond. But athletes who struggle with perfectionism set standards and goals that are beyond that reach and reason. And it's things like, make no errors in a game or get a perfect score every single time. And typically these are very outcome focused. So they're focused on scores and stats. And there are these things that they they say and they hold themselves to the standard that just seems very unrealistic because we know that the games that, that, that they play in and the matches they play, whatever they compete in, Part of it is making mistakes. Part of it is errors. And it's really not the error of the mistake, it's how they come back from it. And we'll talk about how that actually is a major struggle for them and one of the reasons why they really have a hard time with mistakes and failure is because they don't necessarily know how to come back for them and they're tying their identity to those mistakes and their failures. So that was kind of a, a long way to say that one of the signs is setting these standards and goals beyond reach and reason. Like these are kind of unrealistic standards that they have for themselves. Athletes who struggle with this also are really never satisfied by anything less than perfection. Now, it's one thing to have high standards and high expectations, but it's another thing to never be satisfied with anything less than a perfect performance, which rarely happens, right? And these athletes are constantly in this state where they're beating themselves up and feeling really bad about themselves because they aren't achieving that perfection. They're always focused on that outcome of being perfect. They become depressed or just really down when faced with failure or disappointment. Now, some of that naturally comes with failure and disappointment and mistakes and losses. That's just part of it. They have a really hard time shaking it. Like they're just always in this state for days and days and days, potentially after a performance they feel like they have to beat themselves up or they're not working hard enough. And they often get preoccupied with fears and failure and disapproval of other people. They see mistakes as evidence of unworthiness. They're very overly defensive when criticized. So when they're getting feedback, and you know, that's what coaching is, feedback, they see it as criticism. And it's kind of shaking them to their core because they are seeing that something is wrong with them. You'll also see some procrastination in people who struggle with perfectionism, especially athletes missing deadlines or not even starting things at all. These athletes who typically don't want to start anything new or try a new skill even, especially if it's in front of other people, because if they're not perfect at it or they don't get it, then they're struggling with feelings of unworthiness or what people thinking of me. There's also this all or nothing thinking that happens, like either I can do it perfectly or I'm not going to do it at all. And we find at the root of this perfectionism is often fueled by anxiety. It's a lot of worry and preoccupation with what other people are thinking, what other people are How they're rating them, you know, it's just this like constant outward looking, we say, when athletes have a lens. And if we imagine this lens is either pointed outward or pointed inward, it's athletes who struggle a lot with perfectionism are often focusing their lens on outward. The underlying thought is what will people think of me? And that is a concept that Brené Brown uses in her work when she is studying shame and vulnerability and she hits on perfectionism a lot. And it's this idea, this underlying thought of what will they think. And it's just always looking outward instead of looking inward to personal growth and personal development. So those are kind of the signs. And if you see some of these in your athlete, then maybe it's a sign that she does struggle with perfectionism. So let's talk now about what is going on underneath. Because remember, Behavior and what we see outwardly from our athletes, whether that's not being able to come back from mistakes or struggling with pressure or trying to be perfect, it's always a window to something that's going on underneath. And I kind of hit on this already, but the underlying thought of those who struggle with perfectionism is, I am only worthy if I win, achieve, and the best – You know, that is what makes me worthy. That is what makes me feel good. And yes, winning feels good, but I can't feel good unless I am winning, achieving, I am the best. And this underlying question about what they're struggling with is what will people think? What will people think? And underneath all of this, perfectionism is actually a sign of an emotional regulation struggle. It's an emotional regulation struggle for athletes and for anybody who struggles with perfectionism, because basically what athletes are struggling with is this inability to access good feelings about themselves when they are in a struggle. So when they are failing, when they're not doing something perfectly, when they feel like they're missing the mark, they are highly associating all of that outward outcome you know, whatever they're getting in their sport, the outcomes, they're associating that with who they are as a person. And so when they are in this feeling of struggle and not good enough based on whatever standard that they have set for themselves, they typically shut down. Their self-concept is pretty fragile, right? There's this narrow range in which they can feel safe and happy with themselves, and likely it's only when they are achieving or they are the best or they're winning. And as you and I both know, when it comes to athletics and sports and performance, that, that is not happening all of the time, right? It's great. It's very rare though. If, if you're experiencing a season or a team or competition period where your athlete is performing mistake free and winning all of the time. And so those who struggle with perfectionism often can only feel good about themselves when they're in that zone and that's a very narrow zone. And so that's where they can only access good feelings about themselves. So when they're kind of pushed into what normally happens in athletics, in sports, what we like about them is that they're struggling, they're out of their comfort zone, they're failing a little bit, they're making mistakes, because that's how we grow. They're in that period, and they can't access good feelings about themselves. They're in a struggle with their emotions. And so that's why underlying all of this, it's an emotional regulation struggle. And that's also why logic doesn't help in this situation. You know, we often tell athletes who are, you know, as moms, we often hear ourselves saying things like, remember all the good things that you did, or everyone makes mistakes. And, you know, we're trying to reason with them logically because it's true. Everyone does make mistakes and there were great things that you did. But for perfectionists that are tying their identity with their behavior, meaning their outcomes, they are in this struggle of not feeling good enough most of the time because most of the time they're actually not perfect. They're actually not winning and achieving and and being perfect. And so that's why logic doesn't really help because they don't know how to manage those emotions that are coming up for themselves. And I've hit on this already, but for perfectionist, behavior is an indicator of identity. So they only feel good about themselves when they, when they perform well. They feel bad about themselves when they don't. And so this might even look as simple as like, I made the layup. I am great. I made that layup. I am great. I missed the shot. I am terrible. <laughs> okay, so it's just this, not I missed the shot. Okay, I I missed the shot. I, you know, I maybe did something technically wrong. I'm going to try again. You know, there's this, not this separation from who I am and what I do. And that's why it's so important that you help them separate who they are from what they do. And we'll talk more about that and how you can help that later. And then really Dr. Becky Kennedy, she talk, she's a, a therapist that works with parents. And I was reading her book recently and she had a little section on perfectionism. And I love what she said here. She says, perfectionism steals the child's ability to feel good in the process of learning because it says that goodness can only come from successful outcomes. I think that just really hits the nail on the head for what we're talking about here is that it really does, you know, perfectionism, it really steals your athlete's ability to feel good in this process of learning, which is where she is most of the time, because perfectionism says your goodness can only come when you have successful outcomes it's really tied to what you do, not just who you are. You're not good enough unless you are achieving, unless you are being perfect, unless you're being praised for how good you're doing out there outcome wise. And so that's just something I want you to kind of keep in your mind as we shift into how you can help your daughter in this struggle. All right. So We've already talked about signs that your daughter might be struggling with perfectionism. What's going on underneath? Remember, behavior is always a window to something that they're struggling with. It's, it's an emotional regulation struggle that they don't have skills to navigate. They don't have skills to process in this moment. Okay. And our goal as parents, what, what our goal is in, for the parents that we work with inside the Elite Competitor Program as well and that we talk about on our free training, our goal here isn't that we actually extinguish perfectionism. It's not to actually totally eradicate it and get rid of it. Our goal is to widen the range that our athletes can feel good about themselves. So rather than only they can feel good when they're achieving, we want them to be able to live a little bit in that gray area so that they can feel good about themselves also while they're struggling in the learning process. So we actually want to see their perfectionism and talk about it, not just try and get rid of it. And we want to help them improve their relationship with perfectionism. It's the same thing we talk about in our free training for sports moms, where we say we want athletes to actually improve their relationship with anxiety and nerves, not just get rid of anxiety and nerves before a game, because they're actually useful and important to performance. But no, we want our athletes to see that anxiety, see those nerves and improve their relationship with it. So that they know how to navigate it and they can use the good parts of it instead of being crippled by the bad parts of it. The same thing is with perfectionism, right? Because there are components of perfectionism that are good, right? Your athlete likely has a strong drive. She has strong mindedness. She really wants to to work hard and do well. And so we want to harness these traits without collapsing under the pressure of perfectionism and this worry about what other people are thinking. And if I'm not perfect, then I am not good. All right. So one of the first strategies that is really important, and we talked about this in our private Facebook group with moms of athletes who are going through the elite competitor program. We talked about this last week. And honestly, we, we talk about this a lot. And the first strategy that really you're going to get the most bang for your buck is to be aware of where you're placing your praise and your recognition when you're talking to your daughter. So most perfectionists were often, and you know, I know this is true for me, raised in an environment where they were praised for things like rule following, people pleasing, good grades, nice appearance, achieving. You know, that was me. I was always the, you know, is a pleasure to have in class, is mature for her age, and you know, is just, wow, she does it all. She's achieving on the volleyball court and she has straight A's. And I got a lot of recognition for that. And likely maybe you did too. And maybe your daughter does. And you know, for good reason, like we want our daughters to, to, to experience these things and achieve what they want. However, here's the problem when we are only praising those things and we're only recognizing our daughters, and it's very natural to do, right? That's just, it's just part of it's just easy. But when we're only recognizing those things, we are actually reinforcing this idea that her identity and her goodness comes from her outcomes. And so we want to actually help our daughters separate who they are from what they do and make sure that they know that we love them regardless of the performance, regardless of what they do out there. And we're so proud of them for what they achieve, but we're also proud of what they did to get there. So we're celebrating what's in their control. We're celebrating the risks that they took, the hard work that they put in, the times that they wanted to give up, but they didn't, the times that they wanted to take a break, and they did, and you know, honoring those things, the tries where it didn't pan out, the got back up when it was tough, Those things are also things that we want to highlight and recognize in our athletes because those are the things that are in our athletes control and they're not, they help them achieve the outcomes, but they are not actually the outcomes because when it comes down to it, our athletes, like the outcomes are not all in our athletes control. And so, you know, there's so many other factors that go into a win or a loss. And so if we're only focusing on the winner or the loss, then that adds just all this, this pressure and this, you know, well, I actually can't control a lot of that. And how am I supposed to? And so if we can just get back to what's in their control and then beyond that, actually just reminding them of what we love about them, that's not tied just to their athletic performance. The more we can do that, the better, the more that that's going to build that long-term confidence in your athlete. And this strategy, you know, you're, you might see, you know, immediate things, maybe in the short term, but this is more of a long-term strategy. This is a long game. And so yes, while we are focusing on their athletic performance now in this near term, like it's, it is going to help, but this is also going to help with their, their long-term self-concept. And, you know, when they go into their, their job and choosing their careers and what they, what they want to do with their lives beyond, high school and beyond college, they're going to have this this self-identity that is not just tied to achieve, achieve, achieve. And I can only feel good when I am getting these like, you know, sometimes unrealistic outcomes that I'm setting for myself. And so remember that this is also a long game. This isn't just for her athletic performance right now, although it will help. Okay. Another strategy that is, is really, really great. And we can't overlook this one, although it's sometimes easy is thinking about how you can model per imperfection in your life. And we talk about this in our free training for moms that you are the closest and most influential example of confidence in your athlete daughter's life. And we know that more is caught than tossed. So you can say all, oh, you know, mistakes are good. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect try new things. It's okay to be a learner at the beginning. But if you are not actually modeling those things, then that is what she's picking up on. If you are, you know, never making mistakes or never trying anything new, then, you know, she's seeing you as this infallible person who never makes mistakes and is perfect all the time. And, you know, so while this is really hard for us, it's really important that she sees an example of this in her life. And so how can you regularly Model this imperfection for me, it's like trying trying new things that I'm not good at because one big thing for perfectionists is they won't try things because they aren't going to be good at them at the beginning. So my husband and I are actually taking a pickleball right now and we're we're dragging our kids along to watch how bad we are because we're like you know we want to show them a real life example of like. We're not good at this. We're struggling, you know. And that's better than when I take my daughter to volleyball with me and I like the women's league I play in, and she sees me. Like I've been playing volleyball for twenty five years, so like she she sees that I'm good at that. Well, for for my age, I guess, <laughs> from or where I'm at right now in my athletic ability. But you know what I mean. Like I have a lot of experience there, and and so where can you show that like you're you're going for? It. You're taking risks. You know, maybe you make mistakes just in your daily life. Like oh, I sent an email today and I like cc'd the wrong person. Oh, you know what? But I, I am so good. Even when I make mistakes, like even just kind of verbalizing those things and and saying them out loud, you know, depending on the age of your athlete, if you're sitting around the dinner table, if you guys are able to ever have like a meal together, we started this kind of this tradition when our kids were young, they still are, but of like, what, you know, what was the best part of your day? Where did you make a mistake? How did you help somebody like things like that? So that's just like a normal part of the conversation of like, you know, where did you make a mistake today? What did you learn? Things like that. Again, depending on the age of your daughter, that can be useful as well. But just normalizing struggles and mistakes and getting back up and, you know, progress over perfection as much as you can. Okay, one other strategy I want to leave you with is actually a couple of things. The last, the last couple of things just have to do when you're when your athlete is coming to you and she's actively saying things like I never do anything right. I can't ever, I can't figure out how to do that layup. I'm the worst player on the team. So when she's coming to you and she's like saying these things, our tendencies to want to come in and fix it and say like, stop, you know what you are good, you know, or just get frustrated and be like, yeah, that's right. You, you aren't good. You know, we like agree with her and we're like, yeah. Yeah you must just be the worst. player. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you're like me. I, I get a little frustrated because honestly, when we are triggered by the things that we see in our daughters, it's likely because it's something that's popping up in us. And that's true for me. I've struggled with perfectionism. And when I see my daughter doing these things and being hard on herself and like, stop, I don't want you to do that. And so just be aware of those triggers that come up in you. Likely that's because of something you've experienced when you were younger, maybe when you were not So just be aware of that. And we actually don't need to come in and try and convince her of anything or try and fix anything. And when your daughter is saying these things to you, you can speak the feeling and tell the story for her. So she's coming to you and she's saying, I'm the only one that doesn't know how to do a layup. Okay. You could say something like, yeah, being able to do a layup sounds really important to you. Right. It's almost like basketball isn't fun at all. If you can't do that one thing, you know, it's just kind of speaking the feeling and what you're doing is you're actually, you're actually helping her process her emotions as you're doing that. And so, remember the underlying reason for perfectionism is an emotional regulation struggle. And so if she's dealing with these emotions and she's not knowing how to like kind of sort through them, you can help her by speaking the story for her, right? And she's like, yeah, that sounds really important to you. and sounds really tough. It's almost like basketball is not fun if you can't just do this one part, right? She comes to you and she says like, I've made so many mistakes. I let everyone down, right? Just kind of validating and saying like, yeah, it seems like you let the whole team down. It feels like you let the whole team down. I get it. Sometimes just a couple mistakes can really cloud the entire game and make it feel like nothing went right, huh? you know, and just allow her to kind of respond to that. And it's okay for her to be uncomfortable. It's okay for her to be in the state where she doesn't feel great, you know, but by you kind of speaking the feeling and telling the story, you are helping her regulate these emotions and helping her kind of sort through like, oh, okay. Yeah. It is just this one part that I'm having a hard time with. It's not the entire game that I don't like. Oh, okay. So I did make just a couple of mistakes and it feels like, the whole game was a loss because I just made those couple mistakes, you know. And so you're just helping her build that capacity for herself. And then the last thing, like I said, I talked about this recently within our our private Facebook group was just this idea that we all have a perfect part of us. Our brain and our our brain is complex. And if you are familiar with the internal family systems, it's a therapy technique that basically identifies that we have multiple parts to us and those parts, uh, you know, take over at some times uh, sometimes and sometimes they're louder and quieter and other times. And, and so identifying this part of your athlete that is her perfect part and her perfect voice that sometimes is really loud when she starts to make mistakes can be helpful to identify that this is just a part of you and you don't have to, you can recognize it, you can see it, you can say like, wow, okay, that perfect voice is getting really loud right now. I can turn her down though. It helps her realize that it's it's a part of her, it's not her. And so just even saying that, like, oh, yeah, your perfect voice is, is really loud right now. You might have to introduce that before you just like go out and say it. Or she might be like, what are you talking about, mom? But you can say it. You can introduce it as you're talking about yourself. You can say like, you know what? There's a part of me that tells me I always have to be perfect, too. And sometimes that voice can get really loud, especially when I'm making mistakes, especially when I'm learning something new. And sometimes I just have to tell that part of me that, you know what, I see you, I hear you, but I don't need you right now. Thanks for trying to keep me safe or, you know, you can be quiet now. I got this. And again, it's a strategy that works, but it might seem a little odd at first, but it's just this idea that perfectionism is a part of you. It's part of all of us, really, but it's not all of us, right? And it's not our entire personality, but it's a part of us that we can turn up or turn down. All right, moms. I hope that this was helpful for you. We talked about the signs of perfectionism, the underlying reasons Talked about our goals. Parents is not to actually get rid of perfectionism, but to help our athletes widen this range where they feel good about themselves and they can access good feelings about themselves. And then we talked a few strategies that you can be doing to help your athlete with perfectionism. Now, these are things that you can be doing, but at the you know, your your daughter also needs the skills to be able to manage her perfectionism as well, and that's what athletes are learning inside the Elite competitor program. We have a whole training section on perfectionism where they learn how it shows up for them in their lives, where it shows up most loudly, how they can recognize it, how they can use the good parts and help shift some of those negative parts of perfectionism. So Your athlete also needs to have these skills so that she knows what to do when this perfectionism voice is really loud for her as well. So we go over how to the framework that we use to teach that inside our free training for for sports moms. And that's at trainhergame.com. So if you haven't already checked that out, go to trainhergame.com because we talk about how you can help strengthen your athlete daughter's mental game. And that includes helping her navigate perfectionism. All right, moms. Have a great rest of your day. Remember, your daughter's mental game is her biggest strength. Thanks so much for listening, moms. Now, don't forget to head over to trainhergame.com to check out that free training for sports mom. This is the training where we break down exactly what you can say and do to help your daughter come back from those mistakes, release the pressure, flip her negative mindset so that she can stop being overly critical of herself and play to her potential. Let's ditch this not knowing what to say dilemma for good and start getting your daughter to believe in herself as much as you do. Now that's at trainhergame.com. Go ahead and go there to choose your date and time and I'll see you there.